What's up, everybody? This your boy Thad Lewis, and welcome to Any Given Sunday Dynasty League. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Dynasty League pod. This is our second mock draft, but tonight we're doing something a little bit different. I'm aware that most of you, unless you're a super nerd like me or Justin, probably hasn't been paying much attention to the upcoming Rookie Debbie draft. So tonight we're just going to have a mock of format that just allows us to talk about names that maybe you've not heard of. Keep an eye on the stats and players that are rising or falling in our rankings, as well as just having an opportunity to see how this Debbie draft may fall. We're going to see kind of tonight how early we're going to see uh, future players like 2022 or 2023 assets go off the board, as well as we're going to start seeing, are we going to go running back heavy like we did last year? Are we going to vary our format based on how we uh, think these wide receivers could do? So above all else, this is designed to have fun, but there is an interactive component and we need your help. At the end of this, we're each going to post our teams on the sleeper account. You're going to have to vote for which one is the best. The winner gets a $25 Amazon gift card. And, um, you know, I definitely could use some more books. I know Justin's over there definitely looking for some more knee-high socks. Uh, he goes to gym every day with the old dudes at the Y, and he's got to fit right in, baby. <laughs> that and that sloppy, ugly post hook. You, That's you right. got those two things down. Um, <laughs> but seriously, try to keep an eye on this and uh, let us know what you think and who you think won. The way we're going to do it is we're going to do it like the NFL draft. Uh, Justin and I will serve as the commissioners. We'll call a uh, player up. They'll make their selection, offer any input they have, and then we'll kind of break down the pick until the next pick is ready to go. So without further ado, at the 101, Parker Pierce, who do you select? I think I'm going to go ahead and take Najee Harris off the board. Okay, why dad is preparing his number two overall pick. Justin, I know you and I have some disagreement on this as the first overall pick. Where do you, where would you go here? Well, we used to have a disagreement. <laughs> um, I, I, I think so, because I like Najee Harris here a whole lot. Um, he's the guy um, really showed out in that, um, in that first playoff game. I think he's going to show out again against Ohio State. The hurdle that he had in that playoff game was absolutely amazing. Expect more of that. Najee Harris, one-on-one for me, easily. Okay, I do want to kind of say this, that is just a little bit of a knock. Everyone talks about Travis Etienne and how much he is an electric, dynamic, dual-threat guy. And I'm not taking away from it, except for the fact that Najee Harris, last year's his junior season, was averaging almost 12 yards a reception. And this year, he comes in rocking a 10 yards per reception. The dude is an electric, out-of-the-backfield catcher. He has an incredible high catch rate with almost 1,800 yards from scrimmage this year and 27 touchdowns. I mean, he is an absolute freak. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. I'm excited to see what he can do going to the next level. But let's go to that 102 pick. Dad, um, any surprises here? Well, all this talk about Travis Etienne has got me even more sure of my pick, which is Trevor Lawrence. Taking Trevor Lawrence, number two. Wow. Wow. Okay. Did not expect a quarterback to go second off the board. In full fairness, in our actual league, I traded up to the first overall pick, and I'm getting Trevor Lawrence first overall. Um, I need a quarterback desperately. What are your thoughts here about taking a quarterback this early in the first round in a one-quarterback league, Justin? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, we all know how I value quarterbacks low. Um, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, we all, like I've been a huge supporter since the very beginning. Sunshine himself is ready to take over for the Jacksonville Jaguars and be electric. 
I mean, it's hard for me to uh, to complain about anything about this. He's kind of shown off his legs a little bit more this year. He's made smarter reads this year. His numbers aren't as great as compared to last year, but the season was a little funky. Um, this is a generational quarterback. Go get your guy. I'm actually not opposed to it. If it was any other quarterback any other year, I would be against it. Yep. But you go get your guy. Trevor Lawrence is the guy and the half. JC, you're on the clock. 103, who you taking? Travis at the end, baby. Clemson guys going back to back. Give me the electric guy. Give me the guy that's going to run a sub 4-4 in the 40. Give me the guy who's able to break off arm tackles. Uh, he's got the strength. He's got the vision. Uh, Travis Etienne, he's the running back that, I mean, if if Najee Harris wasn't just so good, like I have Etienne as normally the RB1 last year, would have been my RB1. So I'm very excited for him. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong here. Either one of these running backs, uh, if you're drafting and you're on the board at 101, landing spot is going to be it. That's going to be the deciding factor. Um, the one downside I do have about Travis Etienne, I have this kind of in my, my notes here. Um, my concern is his, him as a zone runner. If he goes into his own running scheme, I'm not so sure he's going to be able to succeed, especially uh, with what he's been struggling with these last couple of weeks without, um, before his breakout performance, uh, without his offensive line being up to scratch. Uh, if he can't bust it outside, especially on broken plays, and I'm concerned about him, whereas Najee Harris, you know definitively, regardless of scheme, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I think best case scenario, Travis Etienne ends as a satellite back somewhere, third down specialist with kind of a spread offense format. I think he could land there, and I could see him doing great things. Best case scenario? Best case scenario, I, I mean, yeah. I think best case scenario, he goes – Let's see, what team would he be best on? I would love to see him on the Miami Dolphins. Um, I would love to see him on... Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. That'd be a great one, yeah. But the problem is that, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Austin, you are on the clock with the 104. Who are you taking here? Uh, well, in one of my other leagues, uh, it showed how much a wide receiver can really help when I had... Uh, Devontae Adams. So I think I got to go with Devontae Smith here. Heisman winner. You are talking right now to the biggest zero RB truther in the history of the world. I only draft wide receivers, man. I love me some wide receivers. Devontae Smith's an interesting choice here. I think he is electric dynamic. He's proven it with this Heisman run. Justin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about his BMI. Uh, we've never seen a guy with kind of that skinny. And if you've seen the picture of him on the sideline looking like the water boy, um, but it don't matter. You know, a good comparison I've seen people have is Marvin Harrison, just lanky, fast, good route runner. Uh, so he's, he's my wide receiver one as well. He's my wide receiver number two, and I do have like a little bit of a tear break. Um, for the guy that I'm about to take right now, uh, Jamar Chase to me is a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. He comps most, I think, most accurately to A.J. Green at his apex. Uh, Jamar Chase, big, strong, fast. I think the combine speed's only going to help his draft stock. I think people have forgotten how truly electric he was. But in any other year, Devonta Smith would be number one for me, man. And, you know, to me, don't worry about the things like the BMI. An NFL training staff can take care of that. Worry about his talent on the field, and there's no doubt that man is electric. So for my 1-0 what is that, five pick? I take Jamar Chase to start off the second round with the 201. I'm going to take Javante Williams uh, out of UNC. He's a running back. Uh, if you need any advice on knowing if you should draft him or not, just Google him and look at his neck. <laughs> his neck is a tree trunk. 
Um, he is, fa I know right now I can see y'all Googling it. It'll change your life. The dude's neck is like the size of, I don't know, a spruce tree. But I, I do want to say that his, his profile has been incredible. His, um, his jump and touchdowns, especially going into from last season to this season, sharing the backfield with Michael Carter, he's been electric. Um, the one thing that I really, really, really impresses me is his break after contact. He's leading the ACC in ability after his first hit yards per run. Um, so I think it takes two or three tackles to get him down. I think that's going to translate well uh, into the NFL. Justin, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, he just really showed out there at the end. His last two, last two or three weeks that he played really took him from a guy that people kind of knew to name that everyone that does dynasty fantasy football needs to have on their radar. Cause he's going to go around this point. He's going to go end of the first, you know, kind of middle to the end of the first. So you got to be prepared for a name like Javante Williams, especially, especially if he gets a good landing spot. Uh, but very, yeah, very excited for his talent. Me too. Um, let's go Austin here at the two Oh two. Are you ready with your pick? Always nice to have a strong quarterback. So Justin Fields. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I love me some Justin Fields. I'm not in a position where I can make fair assessments because I think at this point my heart might explode just hearing his name on my ears. Uh, Justin, what 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 intelligent commentary do you have? Because I don't have anything other than just love. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're love because you're Ohio State. My, whatever you want to call it, because I'm a Michigan fan, right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not like we're not biased. Um, but Justin Fields, I mean, he's done really well. He, I... He's been able to make every throw. Um, he's. I was worried about him coming into that playoff game. The two games we had seen of him this season against good defenses were poor. Uh, his game against Northwestern uh, made me ask a lot of questions. Uh, but they looked extremely prepared for Clemson. They looked ready to roll. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm all in on Justin Fields, especially if he ends up going to, you know, like New York or something like that. Partner up with Denzel Mims could be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's important to note that he had a terrible statistical year for his standards, and he was 21-6 and six, um, with 2,000 yards in seven games. So that's his worst. That's like his floor. Uh, and that's pretty incredible considering last season he had 41 touchdowns to three interceptions. He's an amazing, amazing quarterback. I think that's a great pick, Austin. Your, uh, your team is already looking pretty stacked. Um, we got to catch up, boys. Okay, JC, what you got? <clears throat> Yeah, um, I would like to go wide receiver here, but um, my method for drafting is always take the, take the BPA, best player available. And Brees Hall is staring me in the face. I've got to take oh! him. Uh, this dude's a straight-up beast. Um, running back out of Iowa State, look, absolutely dominated the Big 12 this year. Uh, Brees Hall is looking like a locked and loaded NFL prospect next year. Okay, so this is like – I think this is one of our first Debbie guys, if not the first one. He is first Debbie. Yeah, so he won't be won't be playing for me this year if I had him right now. But a year from now, uh, my offense will be rocking and rolling with this backfield. Yeah, Brees Hall to me is uh, locked in. I mean, as perfect as a guy that you can look at and say he's going to be a star running back. The only other comp I have ever seen like that has been DeAndre Swift. Uh, watching him in college, I just everyone kind of knew he's going to be the guy. To put in perspective, this is one of the deeper running back classes in recent memory, and. Um, I have Brees Hall on my rankings as running back, I believe, three. I Same. do, running back three. Um, so he's, he's unbelievable. His talent's incredible. Um, you have to wait a year, but you'll wait for that. That's, that's <laughs> game-changing stuff right there. All good things uh, to those who wait. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The 204, Jeff Darby's on the clock, the bald wise man. Uh, what you got, Greybeard? 
Well, uh, rest assured, Brees Hall wouldn't have fallen all the way to you anyway, Bish, because had he been there, he would have been picked up. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going a little bit off your chalk, but uh, with someone I have some faith in, I'm, uh, I'm deep, dipping down a bit to get uh, Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Oh. I believe in him. I, th I think he's got a great upside. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you can't. Uh, he, he is so similar to another wide receiver in this draft class, uh, Jalen Waddell. Uh, I think they have very similar skill sets. The only downside, obviously, Jalen Waddell's recovering from that pretty severe injury. Uh, we're worried about his comeback. But Rondell Moore has just continued to ascend, especially when you, you put everything in context, right? Bad offense, bad defense, bad team. Great, great asset. Uh, he, he just looked incredible. Him and his partner that we may get to later this draft, David Bell. Uh, Justin, what do you have on this? Yeah, Rondell, Moore's, uh, Rondell Moore is my wide receiver three. Uh, I, I love this kid, man. I'm all in. So, Jeff Darby, you, are, you and I are on the same brain length here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really high on him, and he's my wide receiver six overall. So, um, I mean – I'm the lowest on him. You're the highest on him, but we kind of fit in the middle here. I think we both agree this is an absolute steal, especially in this position in the draft. Cannot go wrong with that. Uh, Parker, that puts you at the clock on the end of the second round and the top of the third. Who is your 205? I got them both ready to go. I think I'm going to go Rashad Bateman. Yes. Yes. Into Kyle Pitts. Going oh, my gosh. Down the tight end. I love the Kyle Pitts take. Like, what? I'll, I'll jump in real fast. Kyle Go. Pitts would be my wide. He'd be my wide receiver six if he was a wide receiver. This dude is a stud, bona fide. Tight ends you have to wait a year always. Not with Kyle Pitts. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. This dude is going to come in and I mean, he's going to be a first round talent. I haven't seen a talent like this since Vernon Davis coming out of college for a tight end. I am all in on Kyle Pitts. I actually agree with you wholeheartedly. The Kyle Pitts love, I think, is valid. You, you said something that's very smart here, and, and maybe people who are new to fantasy, maybe there's some people on our podcast who are listening to this, always be wary of tight ends. They'll always take more than one year to develop, always, except for Kyle Pitts. He's the enigma. He's going to do it. No yeah. questions asked. That's a great, 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 great steal. Um, I will say, I want to throw this at you as well. Rashad Bateman is the steadiest wide receiver on this board. He will only give you points. Um, he's, he may not have the ceiling of some of these guys, but his floor is so high, so high. He is going to be a steady, steady receiver. Think Jarvis Landry-esque. Uh, that's the comp that I have for him. And so I think he's always going to be a 1,000-yard receiver or close to always going to be a wide receiver too for you and your fantasy team. Draft the consistency. Great call. Great call. My, my comp is Brandon Marshall. Okay, so we're kind of thinking along the same vein. Um, Except yeah. Marshall had a little bit more pop games, obviously, with the 21 reception record right. uh, in a single game. But, <laughs> uh, Dad, you're back on the clock here, 302. Yeah, I know. And I'm back and back forth between a couple here, and I'm trying to, trying to make my call. And, um, Who are they? Talk it out. Yeah, let's well, talk it out. Well, I I, I think that um, I like uh, I like Tank Bigsby a lot here, and I like um, another receiver. I've got 
you guys got all this tight end love going. It's made me think about Fairmouth down there, but I'm not ready to go quite that deep. So I think um, between Olave and uh, Bigsby, I'm I'm going to go Bigsby. Yeah, I I absolutely positively love that pick. Um, Tank Bigsby is going to be an absolute stud. Um, when we did our first mock draft, I took him in the second round. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, I love him. He for those of you who don't know, he's a running back out of Auburn University. He's gonna be a he's gonna be draft eligible in 2023. He is one of the highest rated comp scores in 24-7 sports. He had an incredible uh, rookie season in the SEC, by the way. If you follow this is sorry, nerd alert, just warning you. You follow his size, you follow his uh, physical attributes and his first year production in an SEC school. His comps are the following: Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. Um, I don't know, man. I'm in. I'm in. Now, with that being said, he is a freshman. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, we still have to wait a couple of years, and he could he could, he could, could bust. I'm not saying it's possible. <laughs> I don't think it's probable, but it is possible. Justin, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm actually not super high on Tank Bigsby. Um, I don't like the way he runs. I agree that he's strong, and he's big and he's fast and he does I mean I get all that and he had great production um in my notes I have makes running back look difficult like and I don't like running backs that make the game look difficult he just looks like every tackle he's putting every ounce of energy he has to break it and gen I mean generally he does right um but I I personally avoid those running backs because I've seen those guys like you bring up those guys and you also have uh, I'm trying to think of other examples but just like those kind of those big guys that they run well in college and they get to the pros and it's just they, they kind of run out of gas really quickly, become a two-down guy really quickly, and all of a sudden, you know, it's just you kind of go line back only. Can I offer you a uh, high-end comp and a low-end comp here? You Always. I think my high-end comp, uh, like, I think one of the best-case scenario is going to be, uh, I think he could definitely turn into Mark Ingram. Like, that's a high-end comp for me. My low-end comp is Bo Scarborough. Um, I think that's the low-end comp. And so I think you have that range. But – the only difference between, you know, I think it's going to be his health. And I think we'll, we'll see as that plays out here. I JC, think, you oh, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll do my pick and I'll do, so my, my, I think my comp would be like LeGarrette Blunt. Okay. Um, I like him out on the goal line, but not, not the guy for me. Like he's like literally off my draft board. Like I'm not, I'm not drafting Tank Bigsby. Wow. Um, that's yeah. really a hot take. Yeah, he's, he's my running back 11. Like I don't like Holy him. Holy yeah. cow. He's my yeah. running back, I think five. Overall, yeah. I'm I'm all I'm out. I really am. But and I'm, wow. okay, I'm okay with missing. I just I really don't like him. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So you got oh. here at the two or three oh three. Yeah. You know, um, if it, if Jalen Waddle is healthy, I'm taking him here. If I knew a little bit more about his health, I'm taking him here. But I don't want to. I don't want to take Jalen Waddle and worry about a guy that's based off speed not being as fast anymore. I'm a little worried about that. So I am going to go with the man that was mentioned earlier by brother Jeff, Chris Olave, the man who runs. Some of the best routes in college football right now. Yeah. Amazing body control. I love what he does on the sidelines. I'm all in on Chris Olave. Really glad he didn't get to catch for 190 against my Michigan Wolverines this year. And he definitely would have. Yeah, there's nothing really to say here about Chris Olave. The only concern I have uh, is his uh, when the play breaks down, what does he do? Mm -hmm. uh, he's proven consistently with a mobile quarterback. That's not always his strength. He also has a couple problems on breaking routes and his release against press coverage. 
If he can fix those things with an NFL coach, I think he'll really exceed to the next level. The thing that separates him, the reason he's not in the same tier to me as a Rashad Bateman, as a Devontae Smith, as a Jamar Chase, is because those guys are perfect, ready-to-go, carbon-copy NFL wide receivers. Chris Olave has the upside of being one of the better of those, but he's not there just yet. It's going to take a little bit of development. Though the same thing could have been said about another receiver out of LSU last year named Justin Jefferson, and he made us all look dumb. So <laughs> that, that is the reality of it. I think Chris Olave has a lot of upside there. Okay, Austin, you are up here, my man, at 304. Who you got? Uh, yeah, um, I was going to do Olave also, but uh, I think – it's important to get a nice tight end early. So I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan. Um, it just showed like this year was crazy how much Kelsey and um, Waller were so much above everyone else. If you can get lucky with one of these tight ends, they can get you points where no one else is getting them. So, And I think Brevin Jordan's the guy for that. His athletic profile is absolutely insane. He's going to shock people in the combine with his speed. Um, it would not surprise me at all right now. Uh, a lot of people, he's kind of dra dropping off draft boards. He's going to run a four, a sub four five um, as a big old boy, maybe even a four four. Um, and when he does that, he's going to be a first round tight end. In my opinion, he's going to be drafted middle of the first round. So I, I love it. I love the talent there. And you're right. And once these positions tight end, if you can get a, if you can get a stud, you win every week in your matchup. What you got there, JC? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't hate the talent. Um, but with some of the names that are still here at running back and wide receiver, I think I'd have waited. Um, but I understand. I like the idea of I've been turning more and more to getting a good tight end. Um, and so I, I don't I don't hate shooting your shot there, Austin. Yeah, I respect that. I'm going to um, I'm going to go with a guy who I cannot believe has fallen to me. This this late in the draft, Kenneth yeah. Gainwell out of Memphis. Uh, he is a satellite back of all satellite backs. He is Austin Eckler. He is Austin Eckler. Like, that's just who he is. Uh, I don't really see a downside here because he will fit in any scheme and in any offense. Now, I don't think he has the ceiling of other running backs because, like I've mentioned, he is Austin Eckler. <laughs> but Austin Eckler is really good. And so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that pick there. Uh, my next pick is actually going to be a bit of a stretch. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs off the board. Um, yeah, I love Jameer Gibbs out of Georgia Tech. He's a running back that's not going to be draft eligible until 2023. Every part of this kid and his game is electrifying. It is electrifying. If you don't recognize that name or know who that is, I would encourage you, invite you, just do a Google search of highlights, Jameer Gibbs, Georgia Tech, just this year, just this year, and it will absolutely blow you away. Um, I have him just behind Tank Bigsby, but it's not by much. And there's a real possibility that Jameer Gibbs becomes my number one overall running back going in even to next year. I think I like him more than uh, anyone other than Brees Hall. Never mind, number two. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really, really high on Jameer Gibbs. JC, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I like Gibbs too, um, a whole lot. He is my top guy for the 2023 class at running back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, everything you said is. Good, good stuff. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I need to throw it to you more often. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's go back to the 402. Austin, you are on the clock. I'm going to go down to Isaiah Spiller. 
Yes. That's my, I love Isaiah Spiller. I love it, Austin. Yeah, Justin, you have the most love for him, so I'll let you talk here. Apparently not. You got to get to pick him. So <laughs> apparently I've got the second most love for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, Austin, do you have information? Like, are you down to, like, talk about him here? No, I can do it. Okay, that's fine. Um, so Isaiah Spiller, I mean, I, so living down here in Southeast Texas, you know, I'm around a lot of A&M fans. My dad went there for, you know, a semester or something like that, so he claims them as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I watch a lot of A&M football, and this dude, talk about a guy who can run a zone offense. Isaiah Spiller has the absolute vision to make – he has a one-cut back, which it, it always is the kind of guys that succeed in the NFL. Um, all the greats are one cut kind of backs and he's electric out of the backfield. He knows how to like uh, coming out of the flat, coming off on a screen, coming up on a wheel on an angle route. Like I love everything about Isaiah Spiller. The weird thing is that AM kind of started fitting another running back recently. Um, I forgot his name, but he like really took over and that was weird. I wasn't ready for my Isaiah Spiller love to be less than the coach. Um, but so Isaiah Spiller though, for me, he's my running back six on this board. So to get him there, I think is phenomenal pick yeah I think that's all true um Isaiah Spiller just for some statistical breakdown was like 54 yards short of an 1,000 yard season his true freshman season yeah um and that doesn't include his receiving which he's proven some chops on he needs to work on that part of his game by a lot uh but he's a, he's an electric electrifying electrifying guy um so yeah I, I can't can't judge that pick um I think that's a steal at that spot, especially when if he comes out and proves what I think he can be, then you're basically getting the 102 here in the fourth round. Mm -hmm. um, next year, the 102, which is just stupid, stupid value at this point, which I think is an interesting why we're doing this to show that, like, you know, these Debbie guys, what you're taking shots on in the fourth, fifth round, who in most drafts are the guys you're going to throw away anyway, are now the guys who could define your team in a couple of years. Every pick matters. Um, so, with that being said, no pressure. 403, every pick matters, JC. Who are you going with? Uh, you know, I talked about him earlier, and the fact that he's still available makes it a no-brainer. Jalen Waddle, I think, has got to be taken here. The upside's just outrageous. Um, it is outrageous. So, I, I mean, that's all there's to it. He's, he is that fast, and he's comes from a good offense, good pedigree. I mean, there's – I'm all I – mean, I don't know. If, if Jalen Waddle doesn't get hurt, I think he would have gone a round or two earlier in this mock. Um, and so, if, if, like I said earlier, if he's slower, that's – He's going to have an uphill battle to climb because he's been the fastest guy on the field all the time. If he's that guy again, though, it's, this is a great steal to get down here in the fourth. Yeah, I actually believe that Jalen Waddle would have been the best wide receiver on the Alabama receiving core yeah. uh, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. I think he's better than – I think he – he's better by pure physical talent than Devonta Smith. Uh, Devonta Smith is a better route runner and harder worker, uh, but Jalen Waddle by pure attribute, he's the best athlete on that team. Yeah. Uh, so yes totally agree with you there great pick 404 JD let's roll well once again indecision is the name of my game here and so um, I am um, on the horns of a wide receiver dilemma okay. but I, uh, I can't bring myself to go back to back Purdue wide receivers and so I'm going to stretch instead and uh and look to the future and go with George Pickens out of Georgia George Pickens 
He is all oh man, I, I love George Pickens. I think he fits every box I want. He's big, he's strong, he's physical, he has swagger. He just has he just plays with swagger, which is not an attribute that they can gauge at the combine. Just watch the dude. Just watch him. He just is great. He's com- truly dominant. If it wasn't for some of these other guys in this draft class, I think, you know, um, I-, I think he would really rise up the boards here. George Pickens, um, if you're looking at for those of you who are actually on this pod, if you're looking at my the little ranking thing that we talked about earlier, um, I have him as wide receiver two in 2022. Yeah. I, all, I, you can make an argument wide receiver one 2022. Um, David Bell's the other guy, but I really like George Pickens. What is your thoughts, JC? Yeah, man. I'm a, like I said, you said it all. You know, we've, I, I don't want to pile on anything, but yeah, like you said, the size is what really catches my eye. Dude, this dude's. He's pro-ready, I think, already, which is impressive considering he has another year of production coming his way. Incredible. Park, you're on the clock uh, for the 405 and the 501. What you got, man? All right. I'm going double Debbie here. I am David Bell. Yes, great pick. Because I don't have a Purdue wide receiver yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to go ahead and get my quarterback here at two. I think I'm going to take Rattler. Oof. Bishop's mad. No! Spencer Rattler! He's my love! Oh my gosh. Okay, I can't even. Justin, you take this breakdown. Um, let me say this first. I think that I like the George Pickens pick. I like David Bell more. I pro- David Bell I probably even like more than Waugh long-term, but just the idea of him possibly this rookie year, getting a year ahead of it, was attractive to me. Uh, David Bell is ready to rock and roll, man. I like him a whole lot. Spencer Rattler, man, I I have been on the same emotional roller coaster as OU fans, I think, with this guy. Because I was – Bishop's one introduced me to him. I started watching highlights. Oh, this dude is legit. QB 11 camp, all that stuff. Um, and then I watched the Texas game. Um, and, so did, and so did Spencer Rattler for a lot of it, you know? He literally got pulled in that game. Um, and then what he's done the back half of this season, though, has been phenomenal. It shows mental uh, – just the resolve. It shows mental toughness, um, the physical ability to step up in the pocket and make the OU quarterback throws, which at this point is a thing. Um, and so I am all in as well. On Spencer, I love the spot. Um, he was kind of my guy that I was eyeing here in the fifth. Um, so great pick here, Bishop. Like, or Parker, like them both. Well, thanks. That hurts even worse. Uh, no, Spencer Rattler is incredible. I think Justin said it all. He's amazing. Go watch him. Um, I don't know why he's not getting the buzz that I think he deserves. It will not surprise me at all at the beginning of next season if he's the quarterback one in that draft. Um, Over Sam Howell, over Keaton Slovis. I love, love, love this kid. So go watch his highlights. He has the strong arm to make the deep throws. He has the touch on the deep passes. That's unbelievable. And the things he's doing as a sophomore are just incredible. Um, So keep an eye on him. Um, Let's move it along here. 502, Jeff Darby, who you got? The uh, other one I was trying to decide between still on the board, so this makes an easy pick. I'm taking Terrence Marshall. Dude, Terrence is my boy. Um, Justin, do you have any thoughts on Terrence? Um, I so sorry, just a second. My bad. Um, You're good. Yeah, my notes are that he's physical. He can't be pressed. He catches with his hands, and my only negative is that he lacks breakaway speed. Is what I kind of saw it looked like. Um, so like an Alshon Jeffrey type is what I'm thinking which shout out to Jeff Darby there. Um, but I love, I love his, his, like we said earlier with Chris Olave, you know, it's the antithesis of that. He can't be pressed. He's 6'3", 201, right? <laughs> Good luck. You don't, you don't want to put your hands on that man, right? 
so I, I'm all, I like, I like him a lot. I'm excited to see what he can do, but that lack of breakaway speed makes this high end, I think a little, his ceiling a little lower. I'd like it to be, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I think all that is true and good. Um, let's move it along. You basically covered everything I was going to say. Round five, pick three. Let's roll JC. By the way, just an update. Browns up 28 nothing. Okay, continue. What? I know. It's crazy town in here. Crazy town. <laughs> Let's go. My goodness. If you notice I keep looking over here to my left, it's because the game's over here and I just can't stop. Yeah. Good for the Browns. Good for the Browns. Get get a good playoff win and no, I was kidding. Um so cool. my <laughs> my running back four is still available. So Jamar Jefferson from Oregon State is going to be my take here. Um, my main note is how well he moves laterally, able to make the first guy miss and move well, you know, in, in all that traffic. Uh, so Jamar Jefferson's my guy. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, his breakout game was uh, against, correct me if I'm wrong, against Oregon. Yeah. I think it was the second play or third play in that game. He broke it for like a 90-yard touchdown run, and then that just kind of set the tone for what he was able to do for the rest of the time. Jamar Jefferson, um, he's insane. He's incredible. Um, I don't know where his draft spot's going to be because I think that's going to matter, but I do believe by talent he probably is a steal at this point in the draft. Um, so I think that's a great pick all the way around. Austin at the 504. Who you got, my dude? Well, we're getting to the point where I don't really know names as much, but um, I'm going to go with Michael Carter. I love it. Um, by the way, you're not the only one, unless you're a super duper like college to Canton nerd. We're getting to the point where this is dart throw territory, my man. Uh, but Michael Carter's a great dart throw to make. Uh, UNC running back alongside Javante Williams. He's proven to be the lightning to the thunder. I believe Michael Carter is in many situations. Uh, he's been taking the ball out of Javante Williams' hands. And if you just want to stop right there, that's a good enough reason to have him on your radar. Um, if you're taking the hand, if you're taking the ball out of a guy who is the third best running back in a draft class, you have some serious talent. A couple weeks ago, he was able to put together a stellar performance where he actually ran for, I think it was almost 210 yards. Uh, now, granted, Javante Williams also ran for 140. It was a nuts game, but I think he is talented. I think he is a full package. Um, my comp for him at the next level is kind of a well all around balance, maybe even Giovanni Bernard esque. Mm -hmm. Uh, JC, what is your thoughts there? Yeah, um, Michael Carr. I, it's so fun watching North Carolina play this year. I, I love their quarterback. I love these two running backs. So their whole backfield was something I couldn't miss. I mean, he averaged 10, uh, 10 over 10 yards in an attempt versus AP top 25. So Michael Carter's not a joke. I like him a whole lot. Um, you, you said everything else well. That size, you know, 5'8", 199, kind of quick and shifty. Uh, should be a lot of fun to watch in the next level. Um, I'm on the clock here. I'm going to take Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, I think his upside is capped. I think his ceiling is capped. I believe the talent, though, is his production profile is just insane, especially in the SEC. I'm going to take a shot on the production there, uh, Elijah Moore. Um, I then will pivot, and this is, where, this is where it gets I, difficult I, to try I, to uh, – I know who you're taking. I don't know. I think I'm going to take – I can't take another Debbie guy here. You're, are you about to take DJ? 
Yeah. Yeah, I told you, I knew you were going to say it. That's so early. I'm going to do it just because I don't know if he's going to get it back around to me. I'm going to take DJ Uagalegli. Um, ah, that is hard. Um, so he is, for those of you who don't know, he is going to be a quarterback prospect in 2023. I've been following this dude. I added so many LEs when I was typing that out. Um, I am absolutely in love with the talent here. He was, um, you know, NFL, or uh, excuse me, uh, Elite 11 winner. He was 2023 top of this class. He is behind uh, Trevor Lawrence. And if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, he would have been the starter this year. Unbelievable talent. My most available comp for him is Dante Culpepper. I think they they look the same. They throw the same. He has a little bit of a higher three and a half, uh, three and a fourth release than Dante did. I think that only makes him better. Uh, yeah, those are my picks here. You have anything you want to add, JC? Um, the Elijah Moore pick is fine. Uh, he's uh, he's a fun highlight watch. Honestly, um, I don't I didn't I don't know. He's he's kind of low on mine. I think there's there's probably four or five receivers that I've got that are available between um, the other still available. Um, but then the quarterback pick, I mean, the talent-wise, he, he's got to be up there, right? The games that he came in whenever Trevor was uh, with COVID, he had, DJ looked phenomenal. Um, that's why he's kind of on my board. There's a couple of guys. I, I just can't – I don't know. You're waiting so long for a position that every year puts out good talent, um, which is – that's why you need to get ahead of it, though, right? That's – someone's going to take him this year. It might as well be you. So I, I love it. Go get your guy, right? Go get your guy. And I couldn't get Spencer Radler. That's right. <laughs> had to settle. Had to settle on DJ. <laughs> That's the one. That's the best pronunciation so far. Uh, round six, pick two. Austin, back to you. Ha, that rhymed. Go here with Tutu Atwell. Great pick. Great pick. I'm actually um, very split on him. He's gone all over my rankings. Justin, do you have any consistent thoughts on him? Because mine are just, yeah. I actually don't. I'm not. I'm, that is a guy I have not gotten around to studying much yet. So, okay, let me give you what I have. Uh, Tutu Atwell is great on the outside breaks. He has very good release against press coverage. Um, he makes the contested catch well. The downside is I, I worry a little bit about his consistency. Uh, there are some plays where he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Obviously, he's not a good pass blocker downfield, and I, I'm just a little apprehensive. I think he has the physical talents and traits to be able to be a great wide receiver. I just need to see it on the field. So we'll see uh, what the combine does for him. But at this point in round six, everybody that we're going to be mentioning needs to prove it on the field. And so I love that pick there. Uh, let's go 6-3. Yeah. JC. Um, there's a receiver that – I love this guy. I took him in our last mock as well, which I've kind of tried to avoid a little bit. But he's still here. He's my wide receiver seven. I And it, it's high. It's higher than everybody else, especially if feel stupid. But every time I watch him play, I'm all in. He's – one of the best, he's great after the catch. That's what's most attractive to me. Similar to a guy that you like a lot, LaVishka Chanel, just so good after the catch. It's Amon Ross St. Brown, man, out of USC. I love, I love him. I know you typed in a different name. Um, so, but I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. He is, I, I can't get enough of watching him. Every time I watch USC play, I can become overly addicted to two players, Amon Ross St. Brown and then his quarterback, Kevin Slonis. Like, I can't get enough of both of them. I really like it. He's not even the best wide receiver on his own team. That's, I don't know Drake if that's true. Drake London's better. I love Drake London more. I'm sorry. I do. I, mm. first, first of all, who do you think is better, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Because one of them wasn't the best receiver on their team last year, and it's still going to I'll still say Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is going to be better than Justin Jefferson. That's fine. 
but Justin Jefferson's still a beast. Then, so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But this isn't the same offense. I'm not. That's apples to oranges. But I, I really like. I, I don't know. I, I know that I'm higher on most. Um, but I, just, I like him a lot here. Well, I think the one thing that you have to bank on here is that he's going to get day two draft capital. Right. He's going to be a second round pick. So that's going to give him a good landing spot and good opportunity. I, I actually, I joke with you. His brother, Equinemius St. Brown, is a fourth string wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers with a far better name. But I, I actually think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be just fine in the NFL. Dad, you're on the clock here at 6.04. What we got? All right. I'm going um, with uh, a player that I think has skill, but I also think he has my heart. Uh, I'm going Garrett Wilson here. I think Garrett Wilson was electric this year, and I think he has good upside. I think he's going to continue that. I think you could make the argument he was actually the best receiver to uh, piggyback on y'all's argument. I think he may be argument for the best receiver on his own team this year, and I think he'll just continue to improve next. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think you summarized everything I was going to say. He's better than Chris Olave in about every conceivable metric for me except for speed. Um, JC? Is he the one that made that touchdown catch? The crazy body control somehow got his foot down. You talking about early in the season? Yeah, because that would no, that was Jackson uh, Najigba. Sure, he's uh, a twenty twenty three wide receiver. Um, really he's, good. I think yeah, he's, he's number gonna be three cool He's gonna be cool too. No, I just didn't know. Okay, um, yeah, I don't have much on Garrett Wilson. I yeah, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh, I think he's gonna be very very good. It would not surprise me at all if he's actually the top rated wide receiver going into next season. Um, like on the draft board. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets first-round draft capital next year. You have to wait for him, but all good things to those who wait. Parker, you're on the clock with the 6-0, whatever this is, in 7-0-1. Yeah, Jeff took Garrett Wilson. I was really hoping that he would fall one more pick, but as it is, I'm going double Devi again. We're going to go uh, Kayshawn Butte. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, it is. And then B. John Robinson. Oh, oh no, that was my... Oh, I should have just taken him. I should have just taken him, BJ. I know. I, I, uh, Dang well, it, man. Those are great picks. Actually, I, I think Parker's done an interesting strategy. I want to break down for just a second here before we move on. Um, he's really delved into the Debbie, which means that every year he's going to be replenishing his roster with talent. That's a very interesting strategy to do, and they're not all from the same draft class. We have two 2022s, we have two 2023s, and we have three 2021s. He has two or three seasons where he's going to be filling his roster with these talented players. Interesting strategy. I love it. Bijan Robinson, unbelievable. Keishon Butte, probably better. Um, he's going to be an incredible wide receiver in that draft class, which is shaping up. 2023 is shaping up to be one of the deepest wide receiving classes. Uh, 2022 is going to be kind of a letdown, but we'll move on from there. JC, what you got? I love Bijan, man. My goodness. That dude has turned it on for Texas. Uh, but yeah, big fan. I'm all in. Okay, bald one, you're back up, 7.02. All right, uh, Butte was where I was going next, but uh, with him off the board, I will go with uh, another of my favorite players. I, I loved, loved watching this guy play this year, uh, Pat Frermuth, um, Minnesota. Yeah, um, I, I actually like Eric Gilbert more, uh, but he's a 2023 Debbie guy. Uh, but Pat is great. Um, yeah, I mean, at this at this range, you can't go wrong. Justin, what are your thoughts? No, absolutely, same thing. I like him a lot. Um, I like tight end better down here than earlier, so it's a great great spot for him. Yeah, um, all in all, that, that's a really solid pick. JC, you're up. 
Let's do it. Um, I think I, I I don't know. It feels wrong to not leave the quarterback. Um, if you if you are just a diehard any given Sunday fan, you know that I loved Kyle Trask, and you also know that I hated watching his game against OU, even without all of his receivers. You know, but still, it, it was a disappointing uh, putting you know di- di- disappointing show. So I'm going to go with who I think is the best quarterback available here. Got to wait a year, but Sam Howell from UNC. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not expect you to go there. Um, there's uh, some quarterbacks I've got better, I think, that I, I think are like for right now. But quarterbacks, I, I mean, it's a one quarterback league. I'm cool with waiting. Um, but Sam Howell, he can, make, he can make all the throws. I like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to make people forget about the other North Carolina quarterbacks that have come out recently um, and be able to move on. So I, I like Sam Howell a lot. Okay, um, let's roll it over to Austin. Who you got, my man? Add on one more running back for the future. Go with Eric Gray. Great pick. Eric Gray is just solid, man. He's just a solid running back. Um, he reminds me of uh, David Montgomery, um, yeah. of uh, Devin Singletary. So he's going to get a starting job. He's just going to get you 1,000 yards a season, and that's that's it, man, and that's awesome. Um, I love, love, love that pick. Which puts me in an interesting spot because let me let me open up my dilemma here as we kind of round out the show. Um, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard's still on the board. I don't believe he's very good, but his draft capital is going to skyrocket because his combine score is going to be unbelievable. Uh, we have Jared Patterson, who is the you know unknown phenom out of Buffalo who broke all the NCAA records, or Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. Justin, if you were me, would you go Chuba? Would you go Jarrett? Or would you go Ramondre? If I was you, I'd be much better looking, and I would go because that, that's a compliment to you. So take him. Um, I would go. You said Jared Patterson, right? Is one of the guys you yeah. think? Yeah, I would go Jared Patterson. He, I, I like him right around the Isaiah Spiller level. Um, just, I, I mean, he's electric. I, I have on my notes that he runs like Tiki Barber, and that's not a bad thing. Um, so I, I really like him a lot. I actually went with Ramondre Stevenson, but you made a compelling argument. Oh, I, um, dude, I despise that pick. I know. You <laughs> hate so Ramondre slow. Stevenson. You, you hate Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson has the potential to be a slower Zach Moss, but he also has the potential to be a faster Frank Gore. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we'll see. I actually am going to take a shot there. I think his draft stock could rise a lot. Um, he's kind of a unicorn. Great hands out of the backfield. He's big. He's strong. Um, I think he could really turn into something, especially around the goal line. Uh, let's quickly talk, uh, as we kind of wrap up here, a couple of big-name guys that didn't make our list. Obviously, the biggest one is Zach Wilson, um, quarterback out of BYU, didn't get selected. Uh, Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State, didn't get selected. Mac Jones, Keaton Slovis, and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to look at that and say, Chuba Hubbard, wow, that's crazy. Um, but this has been an interesting thought exercise. Um just off the top of your head, don't vote for your own team. Who do you think has the best roster here, JC? Um, yeah, I wouldn't vote for my own team. I, I regret my aim. Like, I like Amon Ross St. Brown, but looking at it, I definitely could have just, like, not taken him and picked him a free agency. Uh, so that's a little disappointing. But I think I would go oh, – probably go – I like Parker's team a whole lot, man. Um, I like a lot of what he's got going on. So Parker's probably my choice right now. Okay. Parker, who you got? Parker Pierce. Um, oh, 
see the the problem is the problem I'm running into is I don't know some of these people, so it's hard for me to evaluate. But I kind of think I really like Jeff's roster. Yeah, I'm there. I'm with you, Dad. Who you got? Well, I think um, I think if I had more patience, I would really like Parker's roster. He's got a couple of. Devies on there that were high on my list. Um, I, I think uh, I think I think Parker's is probably my favorite list. But if I had to play a, a team quickly, I think I'd probably go with JC. I'm going Austin. Um, I think his roster is great. I'm looking here. I don't really see any weaknesses. I don't like. You have a lot of running backs, but a lot of good running backs. So I'm going to vote Austin there. Austin, who you want? You got to pick a team. Who is it? Uh, looking across the board, I think I go with JC also. And the correct answer was Bishop Darby. Thank you all so much for uh, being a part of this. Uh, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I hope that you all enjoyed it as well. Uh, take some time to vote today, and we'll uh, we'll get that gift card out to me soon. Okay. Bye, everybody.